I got uh, I had an issue in my dashboard and my stupid thing didn't work right. So I hope that you guys can hear me. Um, <clears throat> but no one's saying you can hear me in the chat room. So now, now I'm concerned you can't hear me. Hello? Empty ass chat room. Um, tonight we're going to talk about the do-over. A-Kane asked um, if you could go back and totally rework any of your published fanfics, which ones would it be and what would you do differently? And Lady Holder is going to be my guest. And we're going to do that. And my chat room is reloading. I'm beginning to understand how you guys get so super annoyed with the chat room. I'm wondering if we should use the chat room on my site instead, since it seems to be a little more friendly lately than this thing I'm currently staring at. Well, now I see you guys. Okay. Um, super annoying. Super, super annoying. Uh, <clears throat> anyways. Oh, shit. I'm pretty sure this is Lady Holder. You think I would know. But see, the thing is about um, phone numbers and me is because I have a cell phone, um, even though I call Lady Holder, I don't know her phone number because I have a cell phone and I have a phone book. The other day, someone asked for my husband's phone number, and I was like, um, hold on a minute. And I had to get out my cell phone and look it up because I couldn't tell them off the top of my head what my husband's phone number was. If I lost my phone, I couldn't call anybody. I would be screwed. Is that you? Hello, it's me. Okay. And I've got the husband who's all sorts of calling you rude because you and I are having a radio show tonight. He's expecting me to have a life somehow. Oh, well, <laughs> I mean, if you don't want to hang out with me, I guess I could let you go. No, I mean, I'm it would hurt my feelings. He's, he's had me all... He's had me all day today. He can he can go watch his his games. Just or because she doesn't have a life doesn't mean I have a full and amazing life, jerk face. She Don't make me come over amazing there. Amazing life, jerk face. Don't make her come over here. <laughs> you would be so screwed. <laughs> no, I'll just have her take the laundry out of the uh, uh, out of the washer. <laughs> Bitch. No, go what? away. <laughs> I don't do my own fucking man's laundry. I'm sure as hell I'm not going to do yours. <laughs> I'm going to repeat that later, and I can scream it at him. Here's the thing about my husband and laundry. He likes his stuff done a certain way, and if 
And the first time I ever did his laundry, I didn't fold his pants the way he wanted them folded, and he had a complete meltdown. And so after that, I have never done any of my husband's laundry. It's just easier, and it's just good marriage maintenance, really. <laughs> this is true. It is. He doesn't mess with my stuff, and I don't mess with his. Because <laughs> he, he dried, the bastard dried, he dried my favorite bra. And my male listeners, of which there are 42% of my audience is male, by the way, um, you won't mm-hmm. understand how terrible that is, but he dried my favorite bra. It was terrible. And this is why I wear sports bras. It's great. Well, I have those too, but this was like my favorite, you know, mm-hmm. put on real clothes and, and oh, the girls are high and it's separated and it was... Yeah. That damn thing cost fifty dollars. Yeah, that's a good reason to get peeved. I don't blame you. <sighs> hey, I still don't have the fucking chat room. It's pissing me off. <sighs> I had to refresh twice. Anyways, we might I'm next logging, time. I'm logging back in. Whatever. We might move. Mm the chat to my website because that seems to work a little more consistently. Whatever works. Anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, the topic. So, Do you want to go first? The topic. Um, I've been thinking about it since you put it up and I think it's about the only one at this point that I really truly would redo in a heartbeat would have been um, uh, Suicide of Indifference. Because it was the first one that I did that was that, frankly, it was surprisingly that long. And I didn't plot a single fucking thing. I had no clue what I was doing. I literally danced my way through it. It was great. But and you're not naturally I knew what water I was anyway, so you shouldn't force yourself no, to not. do something that, that you're not comfortable doing. True, but have a... Here's the thing. I've gotten to the point where I will lay out not so much a plot document insofar as um, what's happening in every single chapter and how many words I expect to have in it. And you know. oh, shit. Hello, am I still here? Sorry, that was my fault. That was my fault. Um, <laughs> I meant to to cut my mic off so I could finish my cracker. I cut you off by accident, so continue while I eat my cracker. Okay. Okay. So what I was going to say is, you know, I'm not, um, I I don't want, when I did this, I basically started it as, you know, hey, just start writing and off I go and everything is great. I had no clue what I was getting into. And I kind of wish I had um, given myself some type of a plot you know, so that way I, I would know what I was actually getting into and what I was doing because the, it rambled and um, jerking myself back on track was really irritating sometimes. So, yeah, I, I, have, to, uh, I have to think about that, you know. Um, I have to, you know, if I was going to do that from scratch, it would probably be very different be very different so 
I think I went on record Um, saying that I would do um, what might have been. Huh. Again? (laughs) Which I know makes some people. Well, I haven't fit. I've never really done it. I mean, I have that big beta, but I've never really tackled it. Because I know that once I do, I'm going to change things. Um, That big beta. That big beta. So I've I've never really moved into it because there there are so many things I would have done differently given the opportunity and so um, I've just left it alone mm-hmm. well I was wondering why that big beta never actually popped up in existence but you know, now I know why yeah, so I guess I kind of don't trust myself with it <laughs> well there, I mean, there were some hell. You know, you know, the one of my biggest pet peeves on that one, unfortunately for you, is age, because you got some people's oh, ages. Oh no, don't, don't. I'm sorry. <sighs> hey, honey. <laughs> Barbara says hello to you. He says hello to you too, and he's got them, but he isn't calling him a jerk face. (laughs) (sighs) Anyhow, yeah, well, that's my husband. Uh, You know, (laughs) the thing is, is that. Somebody's calling me instead of jumping to my defense. Husband? Yes. Well, he is Good interrupting luck. my podcast, which I pay for. Honey? Honey? Go solve your pride in your office with your games. You know, I don't understand this anymore. <laughs> Successful <laughs> marriage is cut with this? Yeah. Tell him he owes me money for this month's podcast. Oh, and you think it's to buy me off of chocolate? Is it working? Yes. Go away. (laughs) (laughs) I um, the thing about um, Lady Holder and the ages and what might have been, um, is that. I tried um, early on to adhere to the canon ages of certain characters, but it really didn't fit my plot, and it fucked me up, and it pissed me off, and I ignored it whenever she mentioned it in beta. (laughs) And really, I blame her because she was the one that told me I had to, to, to... to adhere to canon ages when I really didn't. I didn't have to do that, but I tried. No. And I, I, I made a mess of it, and um, well, the only so one I'm that. actually, I'm actually, the only one I'm actually um, going to harp on is Patrick because it doesn't add, and that's the only one. I don't care about the rest of them. Well, the fact of the matter is, is if I lowered John's age, it would match, like I wanted to to begin okay. with. And no assholes were okay. not arguing. <laughs> Yeah. For those who for those who are going to be listening afterwards, 
we're not upset at each other. Trust me, <laughs> upset has a whole different connotation. Ah, <laughs> oh, anyways, no, um, I would write what. I would rewrite what might have been, and there are a lot of changes that I would make that would probably make readers unhappy. So I leave it alone because people do really like it just the way it is, and that's fine. Mhm. I'm going to stab you if you um, don't stop typing. I have no fake nails on. That's actually me typing with regular fingers, just so you know. Right. Well, stop it. I can't just fix stop that. It. If I if I can smash if, just if to I make can you stop t- doing it, just just stop doing it. If I can do it, you can do it. <laughs> Good luck on that one. Oh, I'll try. I'll try. I'll try. That's okay, really interesting because so it was see. louder than normal, and you're not wearing fake nails right now. <laughs> That's no hilarious. On. That's hilarious. Uh-huh. Yeah, ridiculously horrible. Um. I think you need to put your nails back on just to keep your safe, um, your your keyboard safe. <laughs> Good luck on that one. Yeah, I'm. I'm. They're going to go on after April. Uh, um, let's see. Yeah, I don't like to get my nails done before big riding challenge either because sometimes they'll be sore and I'll make them more sore. Oh God, that hurts. Which I think. Yeah, I know. I feel that one too. Um. I'm looking at the stuff that I have, and, you know, I, I'm, as much as I, I work in um, Stargate, I'm actually pretty light on what I have. Um, oh, yes, we saw, Barbara Cummins says she wishes to take Girl Scouts and their cookies are evil. We saw the pushers at the grocery store today when we went, and, and yeah, they were hawking their wares for all they were worth. <laughs> yeah, I think the only one I would... <laughs> Yeah. Evil ladies. Man, those little girls will get you. Fierce. And yes, I got two of in my family now. It's like the board. You don't even you don't play when there's a Girl Scout in your family. If she she would mm-hmm. you'd be like she doesn't ask you if you want cookies, she asks you how many boxes you'd like to buy. Uh-huh. Because you will be buying cookies. <laughs> yes. Yes, you, you you will. Oh, man. Um. <laughs> Julie said, no, I'm sorry. I'm... The Girl Scouts and ran away. No, if I, if I, if I fork it over 20 bucks, I'm bringing home some cookies. Fuck that. <laughs> yeah, same, same. Damn, if I'm but gonna, no more thin my, my you. But what I would say is that my desire to rewrite what might have been um, kind of gave birth to the Lantian legacy. Yes, it did. Yes, it did. Um, not that I would consider Lantian legacy a rewrite of what might have been, but it definitely is an AU of what might have been. Um, There's a lot of stuff in that that wouldn't, that, um, well, in Lantian Legacy, Elizabeth is sane. That's a big thing. 
you know, in what might have been, apparently she was batshit. Well, um, I think it boils down to the human condition. Um, mm-hmm. Their circumstances in Lantine Legacy were very different than their circumstances in what might have been in Pegasus. Um, and that kind of um, failure and uh, fear and um, can cause severe mental issues. And so I like mm-hmm. to think about how circumstances impact people and how people respond both in healthy and extremely unhealthy ways. Depending True. on their ability to cope with the circumstances that they're being presented with. So um, that's one of the best parts, I think, for me for fan fiction is exploring how characters um can react. Yeah, tweet, you know, um, up to bravery in this one, and you get somebody who um, is a lot more courageous, at least. Uh, <laughs> uh, and others just subtract a little bit of the ethics, and, you know, you have a monster. But then you you have to ask yourself: Is um, one person's monster um, is another savior? When I'm older, I'm already Weeza. I don't know what what I don't have to wait. I'm already there. I'm I am like one day away that. from growing vegetables in the dirt. I I I'm gonna let you know because I actually was looking at some um, hydroponics. I'm gonna grow my own lettuce. So I am already there, me and Weeza. Mm-hmm. Okay. But, you know, the thing is, is um, what I was saying before I got distracted by Weeza, is that one person's monster is another person's hero. Yeah. Um, And it's really easy to turn somebody. And Serafina mentions... um. Carson and hold my coffee. The thing is, is I really yes. didn't do anything to Carson. I I really didn't. In canon, he was no. experimenting on mice all the way up to, and on on Atlantis, he was already doing these experiments. Yeah. He gave Rodney that um, gene therapy with no human testing. He he did his human testing on Rodney. The chief scientist of the fucking expedition let him leave the infirmary. He got um, happy with a piece of ancient technology and nearly died. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it really didn't take much to turn turn Carson. He was already there. Mm And it really didn't take much to turn Sam Carter and ties it behind because she's, you know, I like Sam Carter, but she's an arrogant mm-hmm. twat in canon. Yeah. Mhm. Yeah, and in canon, she's she's she seems to steal a lot of the limelight from Dan, from Daniel, who um, finds a lot of the solutions, and then she makes them happen, and then she gets all the credit. It's ridiculousness. Sorry about the noise, guys. Uh, yeah. She, her, her moral compass is 
In fact, I think one of the best highlights of that was during the black hole episode when she was super fascinated with the black hole and the image of seeing it without, while completely ignoring that that entire team of that, that those people on the other side of it were slowly dying and would continue to slowly die for thousands of fucking years. Mm-hmm. And it didn't even cross her mind. Phaser. No. Well, actually, it crossed her mind in so much as, can I keep watching? This is fascinating. Right. Let me watch this a little while longer. Can, do you think we'll see anything? You know? And, and that's a level of creepy that's just horrific. You know? Um, but then again... It's not, I hate to say it, but it's not um, unexpected. Military and scientist doesn't always equal bent mental compass or moral compass, okay? Nor does um, building weapons, okay? That's, that's not the case. What, what bends it in people is letting their zeal for science overtake their, their ethics. Right? Or, or realizing or, their or, desire to be safe. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, and safe has a lot of definitions. Ken and Rodney had a lot of... Um, problems and and Claire has a point he he was not the the best boss on the planet any planet for that matter okay but it did seem to be that even even at his worst he still seemed to try to actually look out for his people even if he couldn't remember everybody's name or didn't bother to remember everybody's name, which I think actually might be more the point. I actually have a problem with the word bullying when it comes to Rodney because I'm a I'm a blunt person and I don't tend to um, soft coat the things that I say. And I but but bullying implies that Rodney set out to make people uncomfortable and set out to hurt people and to make them miserable like that was his goal when really his goal was to point out that he thought they were stupid oh you mean the bullying of Rodney okay okay oh (laughs) but still you know okay never mind um there there is a certain sector of fandom who do you know who does um attribute a lot of um behavior to Rodney in such a way that it implies that he's just a cruel person. I'm not a cruel person. Um, and I don't think Rodney is either, but I am intolerant of dumb shit and I'll call you on your dumb shit too. Um, but it's not because I'm setting out to bully somebody. It's because I want you to know, I think you're doing dumb shit. Yeah, I've gotten some interesting emails before. What the hell are you doing? (laughs) Are you fucking serious? But no, you know, because, and so I see that in fandom sometimes um, people write Rodney as a super, super asshole. 
um, who's setting out to make people unhappy and miserable, um, when it isn't the case at all with, with his personality. He he doesn't have that personality. He's just um, someone without a social filter. And for me, I have a faulty sometimes. My filter gets askew. Um, so I understand that part of his character um, Sometimes your a filter's lot. on the blink. Sometimes my filter's on the floor. Yeah. Where I put Mine it. Mine seems to be screwed on pretty tight some days, though, because of what I do. <laughs> um, there's... There was something I saw years ago, and I don't even remember what the article was. I wish I could find it because I, I posted up. But it was about how um, genius children and how if, they, if the parents of a child who is a bona fide genius um, isn't careful and doesn't make sure that their child is socialized, in other words, um, actually introduced to children their age, have things to do with kids, learn all the social niceties, even if they never use them in later life, but at least know what they are, they end up with a kid who has no connections to people their age. They, they, they're little horror stories. And all I can think of once I, I read that particular article was, this is McKay. And Julie's right, it's true of kids who aren't geniuses as well, but when you're skipped massive numbers of grades and all of a sudden stuck in, you know, you've got a, a 10-year-old in the middle of high school, um, unless there's something other than high school kids for this, this 10-year-old to, um, to deal with, you know, and then college and, and it's just, yeah, it gets, it gets to be a horror story. And that's actually what I think. I have- I have met some super smart people who did know how they should behave, but didn't care to. Yeah. (laughs) I get that. And I know sometimes I should not say some of the things that I say, but I say them anyway. Mm -hmm. I would say I was probably properly socialized. Um, And my mom didn't allow me to skip grades, even though I could have, due to emotional maturity versus um, mental ability. But, um, yeah, I mean, I've met people who are profoundly smart, who know exactly how they should behave in a public setting, but have no interest whatsoever in doing so, because not only is it a waste of fucking time, it's a waste of energy, and they could be doing better, more important things. (laughs) And that is... I think that's well, more Rodney than anything else. Well, yeah, I think so too. But you know, it's—I think it's your Rodney more than anything because I'm—I'm not—I'm not sure it's the the Rodney that we see in the show because the Rodney we see in the show is—he's clueless and it shows. You know, he's clueless in a very comic relief kind of way. Mm-hmm. And I think it's probably one of the more badly written elements of his character that we see manifest on Stargate Atlantis that really was not there 
when we first met Rodney on SG-1. When you meet Rodney on SG-1, he is arrogant and kind of insulting, but confident. He hits on Sam Carter without even a blink. This is not a man who is afraid of women. He calls her a dumb blonde and makes it clear he wants to fuck her pretty much in the same sentence. This is not the Rodney McKay we got on it, um, Atlantis. True. That is very true. The Rodney McKay of Atlantis. Mm. That was... um. Somebody had seen. Somebody tried to break him to heal. Does that sound bad? I think it's bad writing. But I think it's true. I think it's bad writing. So. Yeah. But we had to keep in mind that originally that character wasn't supposed to be Rodney McKay anyway. I know. But David Hewlett um, auditioned for that part, and they redid mm-hmm. that character for David Hewlett using the name of the character he had portrayed earlier on in SG-1. Mm-hmm. I think that the Rodney who got sent to Siberia on SG-1 would have come back furious and a little bitter and a little more biting And honestly, the character we saw on SG-1 would have probably told Stargate Command to shove it right up their fucking ass. <laughs> yeah. They'd have had to make that a really rich deal for him, to get him back in. But that's not what we got in Atlantis. And that's just... Um, they had a certain kind of character they wanted... And they recycled the name because of David Hewlett. Mm-hmm. Well, let's put let's Barbara see. says in the chat room that maybe something bad happened to him while he was in Siberia. Um mm-hmm. Considering the McKay that we met in SG-1, if something traumatic had happened to him, I don't think his end result would have been what we got in SG-1, um, um, Atlantis. I think it would have been, um, honestly, I think the McKay we first met would have gone fucking postal. Likely. And SG-1 would have had to go get him out of Siberia because he killed everybody in the complex. <laughs> yeah. And they had to cover up all this shit. Because <laughs> someone fucked with him. And, right, Claire, there's a smoking crater where the facility used to be. And there's McKay. <laughs> Sitting Sam, there. Go get McKay. He blew up all their shit. <laughs> Dark says Rodney plays the same position as Tony Dinozo in terms of team building, but of the joke. Oh, yeah. Oh, 
Yeah, we don't need point. to get started on Tanya. <sighs> yeah. I really enjoy David Hewlett. I wish he would too. Um, apparently, he likes to be writing right now, and that's that's good for him. Um, but um, he would he did a guest spot on um, uh, Murdoch Mysteries that was great. <laughs> it was fantastic. Hmm. <laughs> you know, McKay had a, a, back to a the, goal that owed him a favor, and that's what happened. <laughs> yeah, no shit. McKay, yeah, okay, okay, exactly. Did you arrange that afterward? I'm not going to do it again for you, and fuck you. Love yeah. ball. <laughs> yeah. Yep, yep, yep. But, you know, honestly, this, um, the desire to do over, I think, is um, the reason we're all in fan fiction. Mm-hmm. Um, we see something that we want to fix. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, more often than not, it's in the canon of the shows that we love and movies that we that we that we really enjoy. And sometimes it's in our own work, or sometimes it's in somebody else's work. And you're thinking, you know what? I really like your idea, but this is what I would do. <laughs> yeah. And that's how tropes happen yeah. in fandom. That's how you get big tropes because someone does it. You're thinking, you know what? I love that idea. That's not how I would do that. And then all of a sudden, you've got ten, twenty thousand fix. Um. Alpha Omega, all over the fucking place. Oh one person God, did it, and I was a... like, ah, I can do that differently. Let me do that differently. I'm not saying better. Oh. I don't mean better. I mean differently. Yeah, it was. It was, it was like I was super inspired one... by um, Xanth in um, Coming Home. Uh, actually, no, it mm-hmm. was Doctor. It was it, I, 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 it was the General and Doctor Shepard actually that I read first, mm-hmm. and I was super inspired um and i love the concept but i knew immediately that i would have done it differently so i did mm-hmm. you know the the thing that, that gets me about um since you mentioned abo um there's a uh, it started out as one word you know you it, it wasn't Anything I was really looking for, it was it was something weird, it was something interesting, okay, this is different. And all of a sudden fandom just gloomed onto this thing and wow. Yeah. Jesus, it started in supernatural. That explains a lot. That it really does explain a lot. <laughs> that the ABO started in supernatural. That explains so much. So much. <laughs> now, I wrote Keller as kind of sweet in what might have been. Um, mm-hmm. Just to give myself, you know, an, an, an exercise. And she's nice in SOA, but I'm definitely going to get rid of her in season two. Um, well, not get rid of her as in killer, but get her off my screen. In a certain way, which sucks because she's with Lauren, and I like Lauren, but I 
I can't write any more nice Jennifer yeah. Keller. It's it's killing me. Sticking in your crawl there a bit? A little, yeah. I take it you'd rewrite it and give him a different uh, guide if you could? No, I wouldn't. Ah, okay. So you're happy with that guide. All right. No, I think it's um, a great pairing for Sentinels of Atlantis, and I, and, and, and I wouldn't change it. Um, but I just... I was originally going Sander. to um, send Vala and Cameron back to Earth, but I'm going to send Lauren and Keller mm-hmm. back instead. So, Yeah, not a bad thing. Uh, the things you see when you look up at chat and all of a sudden start reading what they're saying. Whoa. Every time I see a snary fic, I want to murder Snape. So I understand what you mean, Claire, but every time you see a Keller fic where she's nice that you want to do um, her as a mass murderer, I totally get it. I totally get it because every time I see a snary fic, I want to I want to murder Snape viciously. I'm all for it. Not a not a um, thing I'm against at all with with your stuff. <laughs> I just because it makes me so mad. I was over in um, a, f- a Facebook group and they were talking about mm-hmm. different pairings that pissed them off and squeak them out and gross them out. And Snary came up and a lot of people said that it really mm-hmm. messed with them. Um, of course, then there there were those people who were defending pedophilia. <sighs> I need to stop going to that group. Uh-huh. It pisses me off. This one woman said that your yeah. fictional choices have absolutely no bearing on your morality. Eh? Oh, yeah, I'm sure it's just a real interesting fucking coincidence that pedophiles are most often found with a horde of child porn. I'm sure their fiction reading had no bearing on their reality. Are you hearing my sarcasm? Do I need to do some insert quotes around that? No, I'm just... I. I, 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 I Where's the whiskey? It's so fucking ridiculous, and it's so ugly. And I'm thinking to myself, I bet, and this one woman was just defending it left, right, and center. I'm thinking to myself, I bet you write that nasty fucking chin, you chan, you disgusting whore. But I didn't say it. I refrained. <laughs> Until now. Your edit worked. Your edit worked. I'm so happy for you. <laughs> um. You know, I got no problems with with Severus and the adults. Okay, um, the, the <laughs> um, the one that you had, Kira, where um, Severus and and Sirius had had a thing in Hogwarts. That one, fine, not a problem. But anything else just bothers the hell out of me. So, because he's yeah. not a good person, and so it's really terrible. Um, and I, I have a real problem with the underage snary, um, because <sighs> it's pedophilia. Um, dude, it's pedophilia, mm-hmm. and I don't like Harry as an adult with um, Snape because it implies that Harry 
has absolutely no sense of self. And that his self-esteem is forever going to be in the toilet. Especially if you <laughs> take up the man, I, I know. Oh. But I, mean, I thought the, the Stephrides is... stories were stories where Snape kind of mentors Harry, not where he has a relationship with Harry. I hope so. Really? Okay, so he's Harry's father. Uh, he's like literally, or like father figure, or both. Huh. Okay. I think the only one I actually read of that was was the one that Jilly did, right? Where they they things were rearranged, or yeah. Um, where Harry was actually the stolen child of Snape and Lucius Malfoy? Yes. <clears throat> yes. I don't like ones where Harry is the product of an affair between Snape and Lily because it implies things about Lily's character that really upset me, that she would actually willingly sleep with a Death Eater. And you can say whatever you want to about Snape, but there Mm -hmm. is absolutely no canon evidence that he was forced to be a Death Eater. None. Right. In fact, the exact opposite. He willingly became a Death Eater, then changed his mind because he had a boner for Lily, and and Voldemort was going to kill him. Um, um, killed her. So, please don't try and make me believe that Lily cheated on James with a Death Eater. As Julie said earlier in the week, my disbelief is sitting on the floor staring at me. <laughs> I think mine's just gathering a bit of dust around me. I can deal with a fandom trope. What I can't deal with was, is, is someone trying to say it's canon when it's not. Tell me it's a trope. Tell Mm-mm. me it's your fat. You know, um, um, it's your fanon. But don't give me these canon theories where where Ron is actually Dumbledore. Although that's a really interesting theory. That was really a interesting. But it's spell going on. Well, no. What happened was what had happened was is that I didn't actually read the story, but I read a a, a treatment once where Ron okay travels back in time. And takes Dumbledore's place. Honestly, he couldn't fuck it up much worse. And it kind of explains how Dumbledore is such an asshole to Harry. Because Ron's an asshole to Harry. <laughs> yes, he is. That's, that's, that makes a lot of sense. Hmm. 
saying. <laughs> so, okay. Um, if you could send any character back in time, except for Harry, who would you send back in time and what would they do? Oh. Now, Seriously. Jilly's saying Hermione, so while you're thinking it, let's put Jilly on and she can do hers and then you can do yours. Okay. 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 Mm-hmm. Okay. Hermione. Hermione. <clears throat> I'd probably have Hermione travel back to um, um, <sighs> Tom Riddle's. Um, Hogwarts days, and uh, um, catch um, him letting the um, basilisk out and get him sent him sent to Azkaban when he was a teenager. Huh. Save Moaning Myrtle. Yeah. Because if she's going to fix all the shit, she might as well just go back. I mean, just, just not, I mean, just, just, I think she'd go back and go back where she can really fix shit. I read one where she was sent back in time to the Marauder era and she defeated Voldemort before, while they were, while the Marauders were still in um, Hogwarts. And she was at Hogwarts and she turned Peter around. And I think, I think she dies. Um, and then there's an epilogue where the Marauders are on the train platform and Hermione Granger is famous she's famous the world over for for ending the blood war and there comes little Hermione Granger through the wall and they all just turn and stare at her because they're so happy she's finally with them and it was like it was great. I mean, I it, I have never read a fit like I was like, holy shit! I, it just it got me right in the chest because she just turned them all around and she she made everything better and 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 Peter didn't betray them and Harry grew up with a beautiful family and oh god, I'm gonna revise my answer. I actually so I had so I just had this idea where. She, through her research, she, let's say, I think they'll say she finds Voldemort's memoirs or something. And there's more to the relationship between Voldemort and Dumbledore um, that, Dumbled- that Dumbledore was treating. And this, I think this trope is kind of done in some ways. Um, but he was treating um, Riddle a little bit like a social experiment and created the Dark Lord. And so what if she goes back in time and fucks up? Um, Dumbledore and Grindelwald just get right to the source of that shit. Because my head canon that Dumbledore is actually a bigger problem. Oh, I agree. Than, I agree. Than, than Grindelwald and Voldemort combined. I agree. I think I also read that Hermione Granger fic on the pit. I definitely read it on the pit. Um, but it's amazing. It's it's just really good. Um, <clears throat> okay, Lady Holder, who would you send back in time and what would they do? Um, I'm, I'm thinking serious. And, you know, it's... 
slot them in right before uh, the decision is for that for the Fidelis, Fidelis um, and him be the one to to I don't know I I don't want to say kill um, kill Dumbledore because he's actually useful right that second but you know there, there's a case of of you know, hey, you're my brother. We, we've we've talked this out. We've decided to do this. You know, yeah, it's great that that I'm going to be, you know, the the potential sacrificial goat. But leave a golem in your place and run. You know, go go somewhere else. Don't actually be there when this when we expect this thing to go down. You know, you can get just you can get all the the results you want out of it. Anyhow, if you're not there, you know. Um, Because, you know, having having the Potters in the house when they knew it was a trap, it was stupid. You know, um, or at least suspected it was a trap because they they changed their secret keeper. You know, uh, it made no sense to me, it, especially after you know reading umpteen zillion six at six and you know having all the various ways that this was stupid pointed out. Um, I don't know. I think he's he's the only one I think I would send. You know, sending Hermione is great, but you know, I don't know when I would send her. Would I send her as an adult when she was an adult? Would I send her when she's a teenager, when she's got that time turner and is playing with it? You know, I, I can't see I her being the person. I think you'd want to send her when she's an adult. Yeah. Because. Hermione, as a child, is very, um, very rigid. So you'd want to give her some mm-hmm. time to mature and to um, learn what bending is. Yeah, and to, and to really understand what she's going back to fight because a thirteen-year-old Hermione, um, she turned fourteen. In that she yeah. really didn't know what. She was going back to face. She didn't know about the Horcruxes. She really didn't know much about Voldemort. She didn't know enough to make any kind of change. Um, nor could she have made an informed choice. I mean, if it happens by accident. Uh, but I think I was sent back an adult. Yeah. She'd be very hampered as a child. I think so. Hampered by lack of information. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. inability to do things. Use magic. Depending upon depending upon what your world building is around, can they track underage magic use? If she goes back in time, how does she get a wand? I mean, she's just... Is she in her child body or is she in, a, is she in another body and there's a Hermione Granger running around who's eight or nine years old? Mm-hmm. You know, is she going? Is she going to slot into that child body, or is she going to be um, something else? You know, how is that going to work? Oh, I do. Yeah. I I had a little burst of um, idea in the back of my head when you guys were talking about that. But what if an adult Hermione? went back in time and ended up in her child body 
and knew she well, she can't really do anything. She this would and this would be an immense sacrifice on her part. It would be it would be immense. So it would have to be a huge reason for her to go back in time, like the end of the world maybe. Um in that she mm-hmm. goes to Minerva when she's a little girl, like seven or eight years old. In a well, she's a adult woman in a little eight year old body and she tells Minerva what's coming and what and what happens and Minerva basically steals her from the Muggle world and and adopts her and raises her as her child and memory charms the Grangers for the greater good. <laughs> I hate that phrase. <laughs> but in their case it's it not a good be phrase because yes. she's come from a world that's been basically destroyed because of Dumbledore, of course. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I would want to give her if you put her in a body that young, you want to give her a powerhouse ally, and Minerva is the obvious yeah. choice oh, for yeah. me anyway. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I sure sure as hell wouldn't give her to, to um, you know Dumbledore because that's just a uh, that's just hell in the making. That's. Giving her, um, can, you, um, can you hear me? Okay. Um, giving yes. her to Dumbledore is like the worst possible idea ever. <laughs> it would be like, here, here, baby Groot, have a nuclear weapon. <laughs> Don't push the button. <laughs> I am Groot. <laughs> I am Groot. <laughs> I am great. I am great. I am great. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pushing the button. <laughs> and that's exactly what it would be like. It would be like it's going back in time and giving Dumbledore a nuclear weapon. It would be yes. terrible. Oh. Uh huh. Yeah. Not all the good things. I do like the redemption trope with time travel. It's sending somebody back in time who has um, fucked up royally and goes mm-hmm. back in time to make the world um, better, um, having seen the error of their ways. We um, did that some with um, <sighs> word retrieval. Help me. You know which story you've done that has that trope? Come on. Me? Yes, you. Oh, I'm sorry. I was looking at something for somebody else. So oh, Child I wasn't of Magic. Kind of Child of Magic. Child of Magic. Oh, okay. Oh. Okay. The, 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 yeah, um, I've back Sirius and Snape. Yeah. Yeah, somebody going back who has, who has something to redeem. I like that. I do mm-hmm. like that trope a lot of somebody who's going back to an adult who made mistakes. Um See, Hermione, I like the idea of sending her back because she's so competent and she's so smart and she would just fix that shit right up. But she, (laughs) on the other hand, there's that side of it that she has earned a break, you know, of everybody. You know, like she and Harry deserve to have some time off and somebody else to fix shit, which is where I like the idea (laughs) of um, grown-ups taking care of shit. 
the thing I was talking about where Hermione goes back in time and kills Voldemort and basically saves Peter from himself is called Back in Time with the Marauders. And I put a link up in the chat room, and it's by... Is it... Hmm. No, it's not called that. Hold on. That's the link to the whole community. Sorry, my bad. Give me a moment. Okay, it's uh, called Many Thanks by Mad M O Five. And I'm is gonna give you a link to that directly. Oh, it is. Better. And there's a link to that, yeah. Um She goes back to the Marauders fifth year and uh, she saves the world. There's a and it is indeed. It is just amazing. I it was I don't normally read Six like this because I don't really enjoy the Marauder era. Um, but I was doing a what uh, Azure likes to call a a fan fiction roulette, and I, and oh, I God. and I landed really? on it, and I was like, yeah, I did. Um, and I and I landed on it. I was like, oh fuck it, I'm going to read it, and I was just blown away. My experience is that fanfic roulette rarely comes out that well. I know. Usually no, you I get like, really you know, you got like you get like 10 minutes into reason. it and you're traumatized. There's a reason why every time Azure says that she's doing a fanfic roulette, we all kind of give her the hairy eyeball oh. and are you okay? <laughs> do you really want to do that? And then you have to ask her, are you on the pit? Are you on the pit? Are you on the abyss? Yeah. Let us are you know. On the abyss. And if she's on the abyss, and then and we'll get Harry late. Potter, all bets are off. Run. Run. Oh my god. I'm like I just, I just, like when, when I hear that, I'm like, she, when she says she's gone to the abyss for um, Harry Potter fic, it's like I just want to turn my computer off and go hide under the bed or something. It's like <laughs> this is not going to end well for anyone. That, who knew that? This and the worst thing that she shares. That's the thing. We know the rule. We know better. We still click the link. Last no. night, well, I um, read a crack fic where. The Ravenclaws turned into the Smurfs and killed Voldemort. <laughs> I said no to that one at first. I drew my blue line in the sand, but I I started it. I couldn't get any further though. Okay, I, I, it was too crappy for me. And at one me. point, after Flitwick turns into Papa Smurf, <laughs> he, he yells out. <laughs> Come on, you mother Smurfers! Do you want to Smurf forever? <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> I will never forget it as long as I live. I will never forget it as long as I. And I laugh myself sick. It hurts. It hurt. I laugh. So I'm hard. gonna have to go find that. And, link but the again. best part, the best part is the Weasleys plus Colin Creevy turned into the Thundercats. <laughs> <laughs> oh come on! And and Crookshank and Neville was He Man and Crookshanks became oh, oh. Battle Cat. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> Neville pulls out the sword and screams by the power of Grey Skull. I I I fucking kid you not. Turn Crookshank into the Battle Cat. Left on the battle cat and went off to war. 
<laughs> Meanwhile, Harry and his siblings are going, what the fuck? What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes you read many... something and you want to find the author and you want to go, what were you on when this crossed your mind? What made you think of this? <laughs> It was the easiest thing I've ever read. And you could tell the author had a fantastic time making it as cracky as possible. I'm sure Azure has a link. Right? <laughs> it's not, I think it was on the it. pit. It was on the <sighs> pit, yeah. She blames um, it being 3 o'clock in the morning, but she can find weird fic anytime. I've seen her do it at 4 in the afternoon. I mean, come That's on. That's my point. Yeah. Damn. By the power of Grayskull, I, I am not kidding. It was, I was like, are you, what, what? That's what I knew. That's what I knew. Oh. I, should, I, should, I should close it, but I didn't. But if I closed it, I would have missed out on the Mother Smurfers, and that would have been really devastating. <laughs> because I... <laughs> the tribute to you Starship know, Troopers, I wish I had gotten that far. You know, here's the thing. I, I remember the Smurfs. I also remember exactly how many words were hidden under the Smurfy designation. Practically every. Because, yes, boy, they were really having some interesting I'm language not floating around that they never yourself, got. But... Yeah. <laughs> Just Smurf thoughts. What? Just smurf off. That's not very uh, smurfy of you. <laughs> I never tra- tried to be a smurfy. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> I actually appreciate a writer who can dedicate themselves to a crack fic like that because I can't. And I, um, I think the closest I ever came to writing crack is with that time that that John got a dragon. Oh God, I love that little little bit. I kind of hope there's more eventually, but I'm, you know, I'm not gonna lie. It's, it's a dragon. Okay. I honestly want to see the first time somebody says something mean to Rodney when the dragon's there, and exactly how many crispy critters come out come out of that. I mean, dude, <laughs> it's a dragon. Yeah, that's pretty much the closest I've ever gotten to writing crack is the time that John got a dragon. Which great. I did. I did it in the in those. I've done it twice in those the, the prompts, both of the times involving Harry Potter. <laughs> yeah, one of them was the sword. Yes, the sword. Tony chopped that was head off with Excalibur. <laughs> That's funny um, because I have a Burke. character who does that too. Burke, <laughs> honey, the strawberries and rum aren't for you. Now we know why she's so sassy. Mm-hmm. She's drinking. Mm-hmm. It's a mm-hmm. he, and thankfully he's not. I'm talking <laughs> about he's you. He's looking at it. I'm talking oh, about you. No, I, I haven't had it really much any of the rum. I just had the strawberries. Uh-huh. <laughs> notice, notice pretty much any of the... There, there's there's <laughs> a qualifier in like there. What? what would you call that? A third of a bottle? 
<laughs> no. It's fresh strawberries. We got them today. And I'm they in have the sugar room. and they have rum. She keeps going back to the strawberries. You can't deter us. Oh, the, you can't deter us. You mean you're us. eating strawberries that have been saturated in rum? Kind of. And she says she's not drinking. She's such a liar. I'm not. Actually, I'm eating. Oh, oh, oh semantics. Oh. <laughs> you can't trip us up with the language. That's not very smurfy of you. <laughs> Smurf this year. <laughs> the genteel way to get drunk. Yeah, I would say so. I would say what's, so. What's, what's really did I say that right? Wonderful? I always fucked that word up. Yes, you did. What? What's Thank really you. smurfily wonderful? Is is the husband packed me a Tupperware of that, um, the the strawberries and rum for the morning. I'm taking it to work. It will make my day so much better. You're gonna have boozy, boozy strawberries think, at work. I don't think that's a good Damn idea. <laughs> I, I'm gonna go okay. on record and As, say that I don't think that's a good idea. My inhibitions come down when I um, when I drink. And it wouldn't be a good time for me to be interacting with the public. <laughs> it wouldn't be a smurfy time for anybody if I was involved. <laughs> yeah, no. I honestly, it doesn't really do much for me at this point. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. I'm sorry, Azure. Yes, I'm having boozy death. It tastes wonderful. Sorry. <laughs> fall under poor life choices. I've got a fall call that. Yeah. So um, somewhere around noon tomorrow, just mm-hmm. ping me and we'll see how I am how I'm doing. Oh dear! You know, if I need the spell checker to actually get through life. Hey, perfect. <laughs> so we will ping her mid afternoon and say write a complex compound sentence properly punctuated. That will be our <laughs> test to see if she's sober. <laughs> You guys are no fun, you know. I could call I her could and say, "Hey, prose. spell supercalifragilisticexpialidocious." <laughs> supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. Spell it. I can't it. do it backwards. I never could. Are you high? I never figured out how to do it ever. <laughs> that reminds me of a story. Once I was pulled over, and I was wearing these ridiculous heels and this tiny little dress. And the officer decided he was going to give me a roadside sobriety test. And I looked mm-hmm. at him. I looked at his partner. I looked at him and I said, dude, I couldn't do any of that shit sober or drunk in these shoes. Just get me a breathalyzer. <laughs> I can sit. <laughs> and then I blew in the air. And he was like, are you sure you haven't been drinking? And I'm like, I'm, I'm totally sober. And I was. Thank you. I was sober. I've never driven <laughs> drunk. Good. I um dark. I no. You put alcohol in your mouth; it counts as drinking, just like well, like sex. So, like, if you put what in your mouth, it counts as sex. <laughs> Inquiring mind. Well, if we're, if we're, 
Hey, how if do you going by the cl- a personal choice? Ah, <laughs> oh, this is true. <sighs> okay. I'm just asking for clarification. I don't. Because <sighs> I'm not sure that the the strawberries that Lady Holder is currently eating counts as sex. <laughs> <laughs> No, but they taste awful sexy. <laughs> Good rum. So, would a penis popsicle count as sex? Oh, yeah, well, he totally had sex with that oh. woman. <laughs> what about those yes. chocolate assholes? Would that be sex? <laughs> or is that I, <laughs> Rimming it all. <laughs> oh, God. I'm not sure I could eat those chocolates. <laughs> it has to be the best chocolate in the world. It would right? have to be the literally the best chocolate. Coffee chocolate. It would have to be the best coffee chocolate to have ever been made. Mm-hmm. For me to be able to <laughs> taste like. Then I might like cut it up into four pieces so it doesn't look like an anus. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you're eating What's it in really public. funny is this is actually one that you can blame on me because I found it. So, <laughs> yeah. Somebody, somebody posted those in a, I mean, was that you that posted them in Minion Headquarters one day? Yep. Chocolate anus? Yeah, that, that was, was me. Hmm. That was her. Excuse me. I'm the person who found some really horrific things. No, no, that, no, do not click on the act- link that she just, do not click on the link that she just gave you. There, you could have given them a picture without showing how they were molded. For oh, God, I didn't even that. Oh, holy shit, you mean they actually used a person? Apparently, yes. according to this article, which I did not need to know. So, you know, find an image. Find an image. <laughs> Oh, God, I didn't realize that. I'm sorry. (laughs) The article. In case you were already planning on eating ass this Valentine's Day, let me present you with an alternative that's probably more tasty, I'm assuming. (laughs) Our chocolate comes in neat milk, dilated dark, and tight white. (sighs) Tight white? Come on. Mink milk dilated up. <laughs> Tight white Belgian chocolate. <laughs> there is also a small yeah, bronze anus that is not edible but would be great for holding on, for holding an engagement ring. No, it would not. I clicked on it. Oh, you can watch a video of the molding process. Special. Scroll all the way down. I don't think so. <gasps> I'm not smurfing doing it. How do you face your friends? How do you, how do you tell your friends? They go, what did you do over the holidays? And they go, well, I needed some money, so I let someone take a mold of my asshole. <laughs> Why? They're making chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, I would immediately ask. So, did they use actual chocolate, or was it more of a silicone thing, or, or, or what? 
was there plaster involved? Did you have to shave? I'm sure you had to shave. Shaving must have. Did they wa- did they wax you first? <laughs> Inquiring minds want to know. Talk to us about the molding process. Because <laughs> she's limber. I like to know you see. She had to stay there long enough for that mold to set. Since you're here, what story of you of yours that you have published would you redo? Emergence. (laughs) Didn't even say that one for a while. (laughs) And I actually, I did, I did, I did start. I kind of had this idea to start um, pulling it apart. and fixing some of the world-building elements I didn't like. And then I thought, well, I'll just I'll just completely recraft it and write an original novel with the world-building streamlined and fixed. So I already wrote the world-building out so that it doesn't bear a whole lot of resemblance. I mean, it, it has some of the original elements, has the original elements that I did, but I took out all those parallels to the Sentinel and stuff. Cool. That'll be fun to read. I think there probably had to be an enema too. Yeah, I agree, Azure. That probably happened. There was some shaving, maybe some waxing, and 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 an enema. Um, and making sure she didn't eat anything for a cup. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Nothing spicy. I wonder how long she had to stay in that position. Oh God! How long does it take a mold to set? couple minutes. Well, it depends upon what they're trying to do with the mold. Some molds have to stay. Azure, that was utterly unsmurfy. How dare you? Do you see no, what she was very unsmurfy. I'm not um they're um the ones I've seen they're not vibrators, they're glass dildos. Um for those of you on the podcast, Azure's unsmurfiness goes like this. There are vibrators on the market that are designed so that you could put ashes from your dead spouse inside. Is that necrophilia? Yeah. No. It's unfortunate. It's unfortunate is what it is. Very unfortunate. <laughs> but it's not necrophilia. <laughs> I'm sure it's some kind of philia, but it isn't exactly necrophilia. He's dead, Jim. I think. It shouldn't be going into. I'm not sure that any of the established philias um, have anything to do with ashes in a glass dildo. I think we'd have to make one up. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, I'm sure it has. There's some kind of fetish there that, um, you know. I mean. Yeah. I once had a friend who was so. Um invested in her husband's penis that she had a um a dildo copy made. Was he still alive when the mold was taken? Yes. Was it a really nice penis? <laughs> I mean I the glass one I saw was really nice, so I assume that his real one was pretty nice as well. And see this is where it gets Oh she even had it made out of glass. And that's the moment you can't come back from in a friendship is when your friend says, "Would you like to see my new see my husband's And you invention. find out that she it's gives, you know, your husband's penis. 
it's a copy of your husband's penis. Thank you, Becky. <laughs> Thank you, Becky. <laughs> Thank you, Becky. <laughs> That's the one where you kind of, how can you look that man in the eye without checking out his crotch first? I, I'd have gone right up to him and I'd have gone, congratulations. <laughs> I've seen the work. It was excellent work. <laughs> Your parents are to be commended. <laughs> Do not put that on the mantle. <laughs> the, ding- the Dingleberry Fairy was very kind to you. <laughs> Jesus Christ. God, it was at least nine inches long. I mean, it was, I mean, penis to be proud of. Um, yeah. No, she was just really happy with it. She didn't think I'd be jealous. No, um, she just thought that I would be, um, she was just really happy and she wanted to show me. And so she showed me and I was like, well. <laughs> I have to admit the work was very well, it, it, it was very well done. There was even veins and shit. <laughs> well, um, there are molds that you can buy. You know, it is unfortunate. It's just, this is one of those things that's not fair, that. <laughs> Men and women just have different. We just can't do this kind of thing with women. It's not like somebody friend can go, you know, this flashlight is an actual mold of my vagina. You want to stick your hand in there and check it out? <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's, it's not fair. Jesus. Well, I'm uh, sorry you can't share your vagina with us with us the way you want to. I don't know where people went to go find somebody who would take a mold of a butt, but clearly somebody figured that out. My sister gets waxed from pubic bone to tailbone once a month. Oh, I just, oh, I just, oh, I just crossed my fingers. Oh, everything just crossed. I clenched. Oh, yeah. I I, I did a lot of clenching. Yeah, there was a lot. She says the best part of the entire trip is that there is this guy who has the same routine. He's on the same schedule that she is. So he's always in there when she is. And she says he's this big manly dude. He's a professional Uh bodybuilder. So he comes in and gets waxed for basically display purposes. Right? Uh-huh. She says he screams like a bitch the whole time. She says she comes out of there feeling like a fucking Spartan. And <laughs> 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 she doesn't cry. She's a, she says, I've been doing it so long, it doesn't even hurt. I mean, she says he's in there crying like a bitch the whole time, and he's been doing that for two years, and he keeps doing it, crying like a bitch every time. She says it just makes her whole trip worth it. That's a level of masochism. I just, I... I salute, but damn. That's not masochism on on his part. Because um, masochism would imply he's enjoying it, and he's not. My sister, well, on the other hand... he's enjoying what he gets out of it. Well, he, yeah, the, not, the, not the actual physical pain, which is not masochism no. at all. That's, yeah, that's um, vanity. But, yeah, that's just vanity. Okay, he's had some but, um, My sister... Narcissism? I'm sure he does. Um... But my sister does is on the masochism scale. Yeah, I mean she's not. 
Your sister's also on the sadism scale because she's because she's enjoying the screaming. No, I don't think she enjoys the screaming as much as she enjoys how much better she feels about herself because he's a big pansy and she doesn't even whimper. <laughs> it's more uh-huh. like a <laughs> yay! I'm I'm I got bigger balls than you do, <laughs> kind of thing. <laughs> Now, my niece, when she got her ears pierced, she giggled. Oh, that's interesting. So the masochism thing actually kind of runs in the family. Or I guess you might want to call it an inappropriate response to pain. (laughs) (laughs) Depending on on your point of view. Um, But, yeah, she giggled when she got her... um, ears pierced because the lady was like okay we're gonna do it we're gonna do it and it'll be okay and my my niece was like it'll be fine and she and she gets it and she busted out giggling and she said did you do it yet because <laughs> she said it tickled so getting the other ear pierced wasn't a problem <clears throat> she was seven Oh, man. <clears throat> Meanwhile, my Padawan recently decided he wanted to get his ears pier- his ear pierced. And um, uh-huh. he did that manly <gasps> when it happened. Uh-huh. I was like, are you kidding me? <laughs> I said, you need to suck it up. <laughs> his eyes got all wide and they watered a little bit. <laughs> I'm like, go get in the car. <laughs> Before you embarrass me. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> well, I wonder what happened. What he's going to do when he gets his first tattoo? <laughs> I don't think he's the kind, the type. He doesn't really okay. um, appreciate them um, on anybody else. Now his mother has several, but he doesn't. It, it, it doesn't really. I think he only got the ear piercing because his girlfriend wanted him to. So it'll probably last. It'll come out within a year then. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) Yeah, no. I most often send Harry back in time, sometimes by himself. Sometimes with a whole bunch of people. Mm-hmm. Um, outside of Sirius and Snape, if I was going to send back somebody, it would be Minerva. Oh, that would be an interesting one. When would you send her back to? Um, it's tempting on a variety of levels to send her back and have her kill um, Riddle when he's a kid. I think she can mm-hmm. do it. Um, it's also tempting to go back and and take out Grindelwald and Dumbledore. <laughs> you mean um, you after after uh... the timeline? You need to preserve the timeline. So uh, you have to determine how much of the timeline do you want to control and how much do you want to do? Because if she kills Dumbledore before he mentors her. What's that going to do to her life? You know, what kind of career path will she have? Um, So if you wait 
if she goes back to October of 1981, um, and when, like, she lands in Minerva's body shortly after they return to Hogwarts, having left Harry on the step, and she's like, oh, hell no, and <laughs> she goes back over there and she gets him. Yeah. That and would, because that Dumbledore would, to... would never, Dumbledore would never see it coming. She goes mm-hmm. back to Hogwarts. She gives Harry to Poppy, so that he can be taken care of. She goes to Dumbledore's office, and memory charms his ass. Uh. And makes him believe that the wards wouldn't work. And that the best choice, the best way to keep Harry safe was to make sure that Minerva was her, was his guardian. Albedore goes to, um, Dumbledore goes to sleep, wakes up the next day, takes his ass to the ministry, makes Minerva McGonagall Harry's guardian. You know, I think that's the one where we would have that little kitten running around after the big cat. <laughs> Yeah. Albador, yeah. Sounds like a breed of a dog. <laughs> it just kind of merged in my mouth. Sometimes that happens, Albador. Um, but yeah, I mean, you so know, far it hasn't that's up on pit, scenario. But there mm-hmm. are lots of ways that you can um, move a character like Minerva around. Depending on what part of canon you want to preserve and what you want to accomplish. <laughs> Well, if you want to save the the, um, um, the Potters, that's one thing. If you want to save the Potters, you go back and you kill Dumbledore and Grindelwald. Because yeah. you'll never convince me that Dumbledore didn't create Tom Riddle. Although I read a really interesting fic once where Harry... Um, wins the war to horrific cost and he goes and lives in another dimension and he becomes a high elf. And that one too. things are different on this world and what he realizes is that Nicholas Flamel didn't survive, didn't make the Philosopher's Stone. And so he wasn't and so in really what it boils down to is that Flamel on his world was a Unintentional corrupting influence that he shaped the wizarding world just by existing, and in places where he didn't exist, dark lords weren't as dark as they sh- as they were on Harry's world. People who well, was the first traditional dark families weren't as dark on this new world as they had been on the other. <clears throat> If if Flamel was the first person who got the stone to work, and everybody knew it, and that would be something people would would strive for. If he's not there, there's, there's, I, there's, I wish there was more yeah. of it. 
Mm-hmm. Yes, that's it, Claire. A journey to a new start. Um, I wish there was more of it. It's mm. very interesting. I like the um, the conversation around it more than the actual story. I mean, I like the story too, but what I really like is the way it makes me think. There's a couple that, that do that. Um, sometimes it's just looking at uh, at the unexpected unex, um, unexpected consequences, you know, um, that pop up. You know, I don't know, I don't know how else to put it. You know, with um, with some of the stories that you've done, you know, where it, it, sometimes it's just the shorts. You know, that what's the the I mean, what's the consequence from this? What what change is going to come about? So it makes things very very interesting. And well, there should I'm be consequences. How the most work. The most frustrating thing I can see is when an author makes a huge change and then it doesn't change anything. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> that's not how that yeah, works. That's not how so any of that works. I unfriend you. <laughs> Shit. Yeah. <laughs> dishonor on you. you dishonor on your family. <laughs> dishonor on your cow. Dishonor on your cow. cow. Yes. <laughs> annoying it's so annoying you have this amazing idea and you do this amazing thing and then you retell the fucking book just the way it happened I, I want to bless your heart yeah it doesn't work that way <laughs> not like we take it hard or anything no 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 we're not mad actually the better <laughs> the idea the harder it is and the worst thing is when it's a great idea great execution in terms of the craft, so good construction, mm-hmm. and then there are no ripple effects, and it's like, oh. What happened oh. to you? Did a demon come into your office and take over writing? <laughs> <laughs> Do you need rescue? Is, it, is, is this a call for help? If there are pods, we can help. <laughs> we will smurf you. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> if this is a call for help, make him um, make Snape redeemable. time Snape is redeemed in the story, we're all going to be going, cry for help. (laughs) Do you need help? (laughs) Are you sure? Because you didn't sing. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to throw up the smurf signal. (laughs) Oh, God. And you're the one that's been drinking. (laughs) Pardon yeah, me. Yeah, no, it's ridiculous. What the hell? I'm ingesting. 
Let's be let's be I literal. I do have here. a Oreo Blizzard. I regret nothing. Stop bragging. That's not. It is bragging. It was fucking amazing too. It was great. Although you know, I love Dairy Queen, but what I really it makes me really uncomfortable is when they dip my when they tip my um blizzard over to show me how thick it is. Stop that! I don't you like keep it. You keep you keep expecting it to and fall I straight know, out. I know if it's poured it out, they make me a new one. That isn't the point. The point is, it makes me very nervous. <laughs> I like, don't quit like spiking it. my anxiety and put that blizzard <laughs> right side up. Because if it falls out, you are not scooping it back in. <laughs> well, they oh. wouldn't, and I've never actually seen one fall, but it doesn't make me feel any better. I know. Well, we'll just it was great, back. though. But, all, oh, it's terrible. They, they currently have a mint Oreo blizzard at Dairy Queen. Oh, it looked gross. Oh, toothpaste blizzard? Really? I know. Green. It was green. I was like, no, no. She said, did you want mint? I said, no. She laughed. She said, okay. I said, just regular Oreos. <laughs> if there's a hint of green in that container, I'm going to find it and you're going to hear about it. It would have been really unsmurfy. <laughs> Both the wizard and your mountain. That is all Azure's fault. Credit. I'm gonna give Azure credit. Blame. Yeah. Mostly credit. Some days it's gonna be blame. By the power of Grey Skull. <sighs> it doesn't get any better than that. Next time you have to chastise somebody on restraint. <laughs> That's just not very smurfy. Yes. Or start off with Bustin' Out Grey Skull. Excuse me, I hate to say this, but remember, we're the group of people who sat there and picked apart part the Oscar, you know, pictures, and our level of unsmurfiness was, there's no smurfy level for it to be, to be had. Those we bitches were, needed to, they needed mirrors. Why, why weren't there mirrors? Because they were, they were dressed stupid. Come on now. It's not, it's not unsmurfy to point out that they didn't use a mirror. <laughs> it was, it was. Or hairbrushing look, it, cases. It was a public service. It was something. It was fun though. That old mean skeleton woman used to get paid to do it. Oh, God, yeah, I know. What's her name? Oh, Joan Rivers. I thought she called her that since she died. But um, still, she was mean. And she looked like a skeleton because of all the Uh surgery she got done. Anyways. Oh, my God, yeah. Actually, she kind of looked... What was the the one from from Grayskull? Skeletor? Yes, that one. Actually, I thought she looked like she was, like, straight out of a wax museum. I mean that's that's oddly. I mean that's not typically the typical aspiration in life is to look like. I think that maybe her her person in the wax machine wax museum looks better. It could be that actually that would actually be horrible, wouldn't it? It's if you're compared unfavorably to your wax cast. Just saying. 
Yeah. I actually hate the word snot. I'm <laughs> just saying. It's, an, it's it, not a great word. No, but if she, and Lady Holder made it big, too. She made it big snot. So, not just... You know, I, I, I'm, I'm, I hate to say this, guys. No, you don't. Joan Rivers' wax cast... No, I don't. Her wax cast actually does it better. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> you know, since I don't have a job, mm-hmm. right? Do I want to know what that is? What does it look like? Oh, mother, go away, fucker. <laughs> he wasn't being very smurfy. you got to tell him about that. And I, no, he was being very unsmurfy because he came in and he holds his hand out and he, he shows me what's in his hand. He's got time on his hands. <laughs> it's, he acts like surprised that we would know when he knows you're live on the radio. Oh, he knows. <laughs> He's just being an asshole. What? That I'm still live on the radio. Yeah. So what he just did oh God, is not mom, like state her secret. Her mommy does look better. Exactly. What to me? <laughs> yeah, I know. Isn't it sad? Yes. <sighs> yeah, that's... You know, Joan Rivers' wax care, um, casting looks better than her. Actually, did, you know, did she have, is this another one? Back on topic, There's a second one, I guess. Um, I think that most of the time, for me, when I put a pick up, I'm done with it. And I don't really mm-hmm. have any um, interest in going back to it. Um, like I said, with the exception of what might have been, and that's because, I don't know. I don't know. There's just so many things I would do different. Mm. I would introduce Sebastian differently. I would... Um, Introduce Jimmy early on um, mm-hmm. as Jack's clone. Uh, I probably, and it's the one reason why I've not rewritten it because people will get really upset. I would change Matt's relationship. It would be Evan and not Matt. I mean, it would be Evan and not Cameron. Okay. And so um, that, you know, if people really, in, you know, that would be, people would be really upset by that. So um, I don't have to deal with the complaints. I think for me it would be um, making sure I structured it a little bit better. Making sure that, um, Well, not a logical close because I did. I had a close and I liked it. Um, I probably because I, I think it's the only one I don't actually have sex in, and I think I'd actually put it in this time. <laughs> uh, advan- <laughs> I'd advance the the relationship a lot faster. Um, but yeah, that would be something I would be doing and. Lay out more and, and put in more instances of Atlantis being independent, you know, and make her just a little bit more aware. I think that's what I'd end up doing. So, I mean, those are those are the changes I think I would do in mine, um, and probably. 
I think I would work in more um, more with the clones, you know, lay out a little bit more with them. So that's yeah, because you have Daniel and Jack cloned on uh-huh. that in it in, in that verse. Yep. Yes, I do, because um, in that verse, it's uh, because Daniel descended. He's he's not purely human anymore. Okay, and so um, I'm having that little fucking Asgard wanting to find out what difference a um, uh, a descended human could could show in their DNA. You know, and that would be an interesting. I mean, I like I, I like it. It works. I still think that that um, that the uh, the ascended um, uh, uh, Jack would like to have a Daniel, you know, so have a Daniel of his very own. So, yeah. Well, one way you could work that actually is to have um, clone O'Neill ask. For Daniel to be cloned, to be with him, um, as a uh, as reparations from the Asgard for what they did. Yeah, but first, Big Daniel's got to agree to it. I think um, if 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 old Jack and old Daniel are in a relationship, then new Daniel would absolutely agree with it. True, I think so too. I think absolutely besides just fixing him. They've cloned him. He's fixed, right? But he's in a 16-year-old body. Everything he's ever had has been ripped away from his. His career, his past is not his own. His team is not his own. And if he was in a relationship with Daniel, he's lost his love, lover. He's Mm -hmm. lost everything. They owe him a fucking lot more than just making sure he doesn't die. Yep. That's just my, my opinion. I thought she's got a strong opinion on the subject. I, it really so. pissed me off when they just let they just they just threw him out in the world and let him go, and we and, and we never see him again. It really bothers me. <laughs> well, it bothers me too because it's like, what happened to him? Where did he go? What happened? What did he do? I mean, there's there's one that I never. It's a three parter that I never saw. Um, it always felt like there should have been a fourth, but there never was that I know of. And it was called, I think the first one was Monkey Screaming. And it was where um, the clone um, Jack came back and had pro- was having problems, massive psychological problems. And the other three members of SG-1 got with the Asgard, got themselves cloned. And then the four of them had to figure out how to have a life. And it was... Um, it was very different. It was very psychological because it was all on Earth. So um, I'll see if I can find it, but it was it was definitely one of the ones where it, it influenced how I did um, so slight of indifference. And um, uh, I can't remember the name of my other one. How is that for sad? Uh, an uncomplicated choice because those two 
those two were influenced based off of that particular um, story. And also, if you're a hat shipper, um, Clone Jack could very easily ask for Carter. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, it's just, you know, yeah. um, it's really unfair what they did with that. It's just, it's terribly unfair. Mm-hmm. And honestly, if I was the clone, I'd be like, fuck them all, y'all. I want to leave Earth. I don't want to be here. Mm-hmm. Fuck all this shit. <laughs> oh, yeah. Very much so. Where's Ergo? <laughs> Ergo was lonely. Oh, I'm just saying, it's just it, it really annoyed the shit out of me. And actually, I think what would have been a more interesting plot line would be if um, Clone Jack ended up a Tokra. That would have been something. Or maybe even a Gaul. Just yeah. something interesting. Just some, you know, just something. But what, what, what they did do was ridiculous. We didn't. We never saw him again. It was just like dangling, mm-hmm. like Jack's woman on that other planet who looked like she was pregnant with his baby when he left. Yeah. We never hear another fucking word about that. That makes Jack like a stupid. Makes him like a total bastard. Mhm. After the loss of his son. For him to abandon a woman and a child and a potentially a child on another planet and never go back, really? I, I can't see him doing. Fuck it. you and your bad writing, SG One. Well, the fact of the matter is, is that eventually Jack does become a Toker host. It was because he was dying, but he but he did do it. So, um, yeah. Um, he wasn't a, he wasn't a willing uh, toker host. That was that was. There's a lot of ways that he was not a happy camper. No, but he still did it. Yeah, I'm just saying it doesn't have to actually be um, his choice either. Because it isn't like he, the Tok'ra or the Gaul were particularly fussed about choice. Otherwise, Carter true. wouldn't have had one in her head. <clears throat> Too true. But yeah, I, th- I think the do-over really just is a is a smaller symptom in what makes fan fiction what it is, because um, the desire to fix um, what you see wrong in a particular canon is just the the heart of fan fiction. Isn't that right, Jilly? Mm-hmm. How's your John Wick fit coming? <laughs> it is all blotted <laughs> out. It is all blotted <laughs> out. God damn. Jilly went to see John Wick too. She had a difficult experience. <laughs> I did. <laughs> Very difficult experience. And I kind of sitting here. I was sitting here bitching about it last night. And I went, oh. And I was, and I was I'm like, I could fix all of that shit with this 
thing mm-hmm. and make I make all that shit not have happened, and then I would feel good about life uh-huh. again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good luck on that one. But you know, I think my desire to um, my desire to fix emergence was not was kind of I think the issue was. I was getting back into writing fan fiction, and I picked a really big project for my with a very complicated world building for Boom. that entree back into fan fiction. And um, I I think the mistake You're welcome, I made. You're fandom. <laughs> you blank Kira. Um, I think the mistake credit. I made. Credit. I take all the credit. She gets all the credit. Yeah, that's okay. Okay. Was um. I made this. After rough trade, I needed mm-hmm. time to percolate on what wasn't working for me in the story, and instead, I kind of, basically, kind of bowed to pressure a little bit to get it done and, and up. And um, I like the story as it is, but when I look at what it is now from where I am today, I can see all the things I couldn't see three and a half years ago. And it's what creates this desire to do it the way I would do it today, but I actually wouldn't do it. I actually wouldn't pull it apart and do it. You you get so much grief. It it, it, it would it would. Oh yeah, it would ruin it. It 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 would it would, it would, it would probably ruin the story for me. The, the reaction to it, so mm-hmm. um, to me ripping it apart, but. Um, yeah, so. Unless you rewrote it in a different fandom. Um, I had an idea, believe it or not, um, for um, Is this doing no, I for doing it in Teen Wolf. Um, Ooh. but instead of wolf, dragons, right? Um, mm-hmm. but then I thought, you know, if I'm gonna rip out the world building. And I'm going to rip up a fandom that, because the fandom would look nothing like the Teen Wolf anybody knows by the time I got done with it. Then you might as well do original fic. I might as well do an original novel, right. I might as well just write my own characters. True. So, um, so yeah. And this is one of those cases where, you know, I, I, I with with the end result, because I wanted to be sure that, you know, I could come up with a viable storyline, um, mm-hmm. that didn't mimic the plot of Emergence too much, and I actually come up with something so dramatically different from um, the storyline of Emergence. It's just the similarities are all in the world building and not in the actual story, so I'm pretty happy with where that's going. I'm fascinated. I'm excited. Yeah. Now, I think well, I about the alien, the alien side of it, because I wanted, wouldn't want to deal with that. Um and any of the parallels to the Sentinel would get were gone, and uh, you know, so it was just kind of streamlining the world building and simplifying it a little bit. So, um, will it be a threesome or a twosome or? It'd be a twosome. Ooh, it'd be a twosome. But I'm going to keep the Orsons are interested in trying to figure out where. Okay. What? I was going to say, Morsums are interesting because then you have to keep track of where every piece is. Yeah, I don't. I, I've, I, I can, I've rarely read 
more than a foursome or morsome that uh, I thought red is anything other than a harem. Um, and I was thinking I, a threesome, but okay. I thought you said a morsome. <sighs> Sorry, I misheard you. I did. Yeah, I've I've, <laughs> I've written I've written threesomes in um, in the past um, in mm-hmm. another life, and you know I, that doesn't the keeping track of all the bits and bobs isn't isn't what isn't what uh, I get too invested in trying to portray it realistically, <laughs> which is you know an exercise doomed to failure, you know because that's boring. Uh, reality, reality is boring. Yeah. Reality has its own problems. Yeah, nobody wants to read about reality. If people want to read about reality, they wouldn't be in the fiction section. True. That's what we have, you know, C-SPAN for. Which is more terrible by the day, to be perfectly honest. Mm-hmm. True. The shit out there is not Smurfy. <laughs> Very <laughs> Smurfy. Papa Smurf would take issue with you, buddy, guy, girl, all of you, all you bitches, unsmurfy. <laughs> Mother uh. Smurfers. <laughs> Mother Smurfers. Uh. <laughs> and you know uh, what's Do they even know what mothers are? <laughs> they don't. They were all delivered by the storks. So I have no idea. Um. But, uh, what was I going to say? I don't know. I fucking forget. Oh, the Morsums. <sighs> I have a really hard time with threesomes. Um, unless one of them is female. I'll put that out there. I, I, that's just too many dicks. That's just too much dick in one place. I don't even, I mean, what do you do with all that dick? I don't, it just... It makes my brain hurt. I, 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 you know, and coming out of my mouth, I'm sure that's shocking that I would say that that's too much dick. But it really is just too much dick. Three, four, how many cocks could you possibly need? Do you need four or five? I don't think so. Go find a one, one to plug in for two and three, you know, or three and four. You don't need a, you, you don't need Whereas a I am buffet, perfectly fine okay? with three dicks. I'm perfectly fine with it. So, in this we have... Three dicks, it's... It, it would bother me, but I, I, I'm not sure I could ride it because that's just too much dick. I wouldn't know what to do with it. But it's okay. But four or five dicks? Who needs a dick buffet? Come on now. Well, it's just an orgy. I mean, let's just call it what it is. Dick buffet. <laughs> Don't get sassy with me, Azure. It's okay. I mean, in a relationship. Honestly, she knows what to all do those with men that and all dick. that testosterone in a relationship, it's just, it's just. You put it in the corner. That's what you do with it. You over there, <laughs> you get in your corner. You get in your corner. It's not your turn I'll yet. See you later. And then it becomes a harem fic, which I fucking cannot stand to read. Ugh. Ugh. But I get, maybe it's the romance, the romantic in me that I, I want um, intimacy. Um, in relationship more than I want gratuitous sexual things. And for me, when you get all those masculine personalities in one place, um, 
all that testosterone and a lot of times that that situation can be aggressive. I just, I feel like the romance falls apart. And so I need a, I need a softer influence in a threesome, which is why I um, would most often pick a woman just because I don't want to write a girl with a dick. Because I would end up making one of the characters a softer influence. And since I don't want to fall into that trap of of, of writing a gay man in a very feminine way, um, my only real choice is in a threesome is to have two men and a woman. Because I don't, because I really do enjoy two men together, to be perfectly frank. It's hot. And I understand that I'm kind of objectifying that, and I accept it, and I own it. But I need something soft in the intimacy which I can do with two people but when you get three men in the same place I just it it falls apart for me in my head and maybe that's just um a flaw for me we all have them well I know it's a flaw we all have things that don't trip our trigger they don't they don't work for us they don't make us want to read more they don't they don't spark that creativity they just they just aren't interesting and it's not I don't think it's a character flaw or creative flaw or anything else. It's just not your thing. Just like for me, reading um, a story, which is I'm sure the same, you have the same issue, is that when you, with the, one of my objection to harem fix is not the fact that there's ten dicks in the room or ten pussies in one dick or whatever. It's the fact that it's unequal. It's that there is no equality in the relationship, that one person in harem fix are the center of the thing and the other nine are accessories. You know, they don't have I don't any like it. equal I don't weight. Like it. You know, the fact of the matter is, is harems, um, I'm going to get real with you. A harem is a collection of sex slaves. Yeah. A harem is a collection of women who have been gathered in the same place for one man to rape. A harem is, is, some, is gathered together with one job only, to please one person, their owner. And that sounds really creepy. There's well. no consent there. There's, I mean, and, that, and that's, what a, that's what a harem is in reality. So because I have that in my head, I, I can't go there in a fictional way. I just, I don't enjoy, I, <laughs> that's just me yeah. though. It's just me. That's just my opinion. You know, it's, I remember reading him uh, in the, the 80s, 90s, um, various uh, romance novels we're that they to, had out we're at the time. We're down to 43 so. seconds. <clears throat> Oh, I read a harem story when I was 15 or 16. I had no idea what I was reading. Now it grosses me out. Okay. We're down to 31 seconds. You guys have a great (laughs) week. I might do some short and junks later um, in the week. I don't know. I'll catch you later. Say goodnight. Bye-bye. Bye.